0: All right, here we go, hour two, and uh, we finished off that mayoral debate, and we're streaming it at globalnews.ca, and uh, you can check it out uh, a little later in case you missed it. However, uh, we'll have our panel assembled, as we do ordinarily, uh, just after 5.20, topics worthy of discussion, whatever may have arisen there as a point of contention that uh, is particularly of interest to you. Uh, We will probably uh, strike on those notes. We were talking about housing affordability, uh, reduction of crime in the city and uh, just making the streets in general safer or more user-friendly. And that implies that it's for motorists, pedestrians, cyclists, and uh, any other such. So uh, that's what's coming up. However, I did want to uh, open our second hour on a great day for talk radio, whether or not standing. To follow up on a story that we first broached yesterday, it's part of a a three-part series on Global National, whose chief investigative correspondent with Global News is Carolyn Jarvis. It involves uh, a story of drugs, you know, with an opioid crisis that is uh, roiling North America and there are teen deaths. It just seems like they've gone uh, through the roof as far as the numbers growing between 2013 and 2017 alone. one of the great dirty secrets in all of this is that there may be, well, no maybe about it, uh, we're about to hear how it's in fact a given that pharmacists are also involved in the trafficking of these narcotics. Uh, there is a story that uh, needs to be told as far as that's concerned, and Carolyn Jarvis from Global News, who is the chief investigative correspondent, has joined us to explain what her investigation has found. Carolyn, it's always a pleasure to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: It's always a pleasure to be here. Good afternoon to you, John.
0: So, you know, as uh, I was reading an account of this, there's a pharmacist up in Ottawa who's actually been charged, I guess, and convicted, sentenced Mm -hmm. to penitentiary for 14 years, uh, who staged a robbery. Is that correct?
1: At his own store to cover up the fact that he was trafficking fentanyl patches, maximum strength fentanyl patches, over five thousand of them, over a two year period uh in cahoots with a known drug addict. And when one of his pharmacy technicians, the assistants at his pharmacy, discovered that there were inventory discrepancies and blew the whistle on him, they tried to stage a robbery, the pharmacist that is, to try and cover up those inventory discrepancies. It wasn't successful, but it is amazing the lengths that somebody would go to to try to cover up their criminal tracks.
0: Yeah, the inventory discrepancy is, uh, I think, central to this story, but I just wanted to play very quickly part of the 911 call where this pharmacist phoned it in uh, claiming to have been robbed. Give a listen.
1: What did his clothing look like? Halloween, Halloween, Halloween hey. face. He had a Halloween mask? Yeah. Do you know how much he weighed about? I don't know, like he was a strong man. He said he's coming back.
0: All right, and this is Wasim Shaheen, the Ottawa pharmacist, who did this. And uh, how was he found out?
1: Well, he calls in the robbery. Police come to check it out. And the very next day, that same very clever pharmacy technician that realized those inventory gaps notifies Ottawa Police Service again. And they look into it further, and they realize there was fraudulent prescriptions. And then eventually, they get an audio tape, a separate piece of audio tape from the one you just placed, played and that was from the drug addict to whom he'd been giving a lot of these fentanyl patches who recorded a secret conversation a meeting that they had at a mcdonald's two days before the robbery where they planned this entire thing down to the hour that he was going to arrive, what he was going to look like, what exit route he was going to take. And the drug addict recorded the entire thing on his cell phone, and that cell phone recording, recording was shared with police.
0: Again, Carolyn Jarvis is with us, chief investigative correspondent with Global News on a three-part series that blows the lid off the opioid crisis in part. Uh, there are pharmacists who are complicit in the traffic and trade of these, well, they're becoming de facto merchants of death, wouldn't you say? You have numbers that uh, you cite in this series that are rather arresting. Can you share some of them?
1: Well, two pharmacists in particular that we profiled in our series put more than 32,000 potentially lethal doses of fentanyl onto the street. That's just two of them. We found nine over a five-year examination uh, nine pharmacists who were drug dealers involving opioids and 15 total, 15 total pharmacists who were doing drug dealing, no matter the type of drug. So, yeah, the potential for harm here is huge. I mean, John, I have to say initially when we were looking over hundreds of records of wrongdoing by pharmacists in Ontario, when you look at nine and 15 as numbers, those are quite small when you're thinking statistically. But when I was speaking with experts, specifically in drug enforcement units, they told me that you can't cast these numbers aside because when they arrest a street level drug dealer, they might find tops 500 fentanyl patches. And this one pharmacist in, ph- in Ottawa had trafficked 5,000. Another one in London trafficked 3,000 sentinel patches. They have their hands in the candy jar. They've got the keys to the vault. And so they can do extraordinary harm.
0: You mentioned earlier inventory gaps. Uh, it also says here nearly 3.5 million doses of prescription drugs disappeared from Ontario pharmacies from 2013 to 2017. And the growth is startling.
1: Mm-hmm. So drugs are going missing from pharmacies across Canada and in Ontario, and Health Canada can't explain where they're going. And what those numbers point us to is that there are more drugs going missing potentially to drug dealing, we don't know, than there are prosecutions to account for. So who are the pharmacists we're not We're not catching is the question. And in fact, in all of the pharmacists we profile in our series, none of them were caught by the safeguards put in place by the government or the professional body.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about auditing or monitoring. uh, Who is failing in this uh, regard then?
1: Well, that's something we get into in-depth tomorrow night on Global National. But in short, the Ontario College of Pharmacists does do routine inspections of its pharmacies, but they say they don't look for missing drugs. They pointed the finger to Health Canada. Health Canada only started inspecting pharmacies in 2015 and only inspected 3% of Ontario pharmacies last year. So chances are, if you're a pharmacist doing drug dealing, you're never going to be touched. And then in Ontario, there's another system that didn't catch them either.
0: Now, I just want to be clear because, I mean, we don't want to indict all pharmacists across the board as a a percentage. The investigation, I think, from the Ontario College of Pharmacists between 2013 and 17 found 241 pharmacists who put massive amounts of deadly opioids onto the street, defrauded the provincial drug benefit plan, committed fatal dispensing errors. 241 is still not insignificant as a percentage. What is that roughly? Do we know?
1: Uh, it's about 1.5% of the 16,000 pharmacists in Ontario. So the 241 represents all wrongdoing. That's not specific to opioids, as you uh, continued in that explanation there. But just to be clear, that's, that's everything from a drug dispensing error to fraud to sexual misconduct to, as we saw drug dealing and illicit uh, dispensing. So it was a variety of things we examined. This is the first investigative series we're putting out based on the findings of a database we created with the Toronto Star and the Ryerson School of Journalism. There will be more stories forthcoming in the in the coming weeks and months where we examine those issues of fraud and sexual misconduct in more depth.
0: Well, you'd hate to think that uh, maybe a local pharmacist that you deal with could also be a surreptitious merchant of death, but the numbers don't lie. Ontario's uh, death related uh, to opioids anyway has almost doubled in the last five years. Where are we at right now?
1: Oh, off the top of my head, I I believe it was 1,200 last year confirmed deaths, 1,261, I believe, was the last count confirmed deaths in Ontario in the last year, and, and certainly it's up year over year. These numbers keep escalating. I mean, John, I was in court trying to get exhibits associated with these pharmacists, and while I was awaiting my turn in front of the judge, a mother came up pleading, pleading in tears for the help of her son who was addicted to opioids, and you could tell that his life was just a mess. I mean, this drug wrecks lives and these are the people that survive the people who aren't so fortunate are tombstones in in grave sites across this country today because it has such a terrible grip
0: and this uh pharmacist mr shaheen there from ottawa it says that what he was trafficking more than five thousand fentanyl patches had a street value of over 1 million dollars obviously lucrative uh he was willing to take that chance fortunately was caught and what's he doing in terms of time i said 14 years is that about right
1: Fourteen years. He was granted bail because he's appealing, and bail is a common thing that uh, the justice system grants when you've got a forthcoming appeal. Uh, So we will be certainly watching very closely to see if that appeal is successful. Um, But as it stands right now, he is a convicted man with 14 years in prison in front of him.
0: Wow, it could just be the tip of the iceberg. We'll be watching closely uh, for Global News and this report because, well, it's just uh, arresting, as I said uh, before, and hopefully we'll have more arrests forthcoming. Uh, Carolyn Jarvis is the Chief Investigative Correspondent with Global News. Just fascinating stuff. I really appreciate your work and you're coming on the show this afternoon.
1: Always a pleasure. Thanks, John.
0: Thank you. Again, Carolyn Jarvis from Global News. Now, uh, that being said, by way of a follow up, I did want to follow up on our first hour where we had a mayoral debate, in case you missed it. It was streamed on globalnews.ca at the same time, and Farah Nasser from Global News was uh, helping to co moderate as we tried to herd the cats. <laughs> we got four candidates there, and of course, uh, they all wanted time to tee off on each other, and since it was at a premium, I had to use the bell. Yes, it was the original bell. We brought it in. Actually, I did and bring, Phil Pritchard, you know the guy with the white gloves that handles the Stanley uh-huh. Cup? He had it in the box, hermetically sealed. He brings it in. It's a ceremonial thing, more or less. But here it is. It's back in his studio. We're going to introduce our panel here shortly. Uh, it'll be less onerous than hurting the cats I just mentioned. But they're cool cats in their own right. Alyssa Freeman, Kevin Gadet, Rocco Rossi. will follow up on some of the points that were made during the debate, as well as other topics worthy of discussion up next on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.